All right, here we go. Welcome to Ouch My 30s, hosted by your host, Val Culpepper. The, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm having trouble getting into these right now. It's hot as fuck. I'm literally doing this in my underwear. Uh, it's 90 degrees out. Uh, I'm sure my neighbors can look into my window and they see me perched at this home bar uh, completely naked. And uh, that's okay. But let's get back into why I started this podcast. This is the podcast about the decade that no one prepared me for. Uh, seemingly everything that I thought I had a handle on fell apart in my 30s. Uh, my body, my physical health, uh, which are the same thing, uh, my mental health, my, rela- my relationships. I just realized that like, while I still keep in touch with people I very much care about, I haven't seen many of these people in a very long time. So it's like... Everyone kind of moves on. And, w- and one of the things, and not like in a negative way, but you're like in your 20s, you have a problem. Like everyone will stop what they're doing to like, okay, let's meet up. Let's get shit faced. We'll pack a bowl and we'll talk about it. We'll get you back on your feet. In your 30s, people are like, yeah, that is, uh, that is really tough stuff to hear. Um, listen, I've got to go to bed because I have a mortgage now and three children I have to get to uh, daycare. Uh, in the morning before I go to my uh, tech startup job, uh, which pays me well, but uh, is painful and drains my soul. So it's like, and I, but I'm still the one who somehow is just wearing Hawaiian shirts still. I turn 34 next goddamn month. And I feel like I've accomplished things, but I'm also like looking around being like, what the fuck have the last five years been? Uh, so it's interesting. And I, one of the things that I've kind of been thinking about is this idea of familiar, familiarity and comfort versus ambition and risk. And I think that's what happens in your thirties. Like in my twenties, I was like, it's all about, fuck it. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to chase this dream. I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to fall in love. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to decide that's not good enough. And then I'm going to drive to Reno, Nevada and have a weird night there because I'm trying to be like Hunter S. Thompson, but uh, people don't understand that the uh, calamity that Hunter S. Thompson imbued upon himself through his alcoholism and meandering uh, is what directly caused his suicide. Uh, Yeah. So it was a lot easier back then to kind of just fuck it. But now in your 30s, like part of me, me specifically, it's like, Comfort and familiarity is kind of chill, brah. And I never, ever would have valued that. You know, it's like I, re- I remember the first time I left L.A. Like, it made no sense. I was dating this girl who, for all intents and purposes, was fucking awesome. She was hot. She was, you know, she understood my rage to a certain degree. Uh, you know, I was, like, working a lot. I was doing commercials. I was doing stand-up. But, like, of course, at 25, 26, however the fuck old I was, like, this is 2013, so seven years ago, 28, uh, you can't appreciate that. And it's so textbook and cliche where, you know, you're not valuing the things that you have at the time. But I had it, I had it all. I had my health. This sounds so fucking sad, but I sound like I'm 65. When I was a young man, let me tell you, I was in the talkies. I had sex with Delta Burke. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> Designing women, I, uh, uh, I'm getting some really wild texts right now uh, from a girl who sends me uh, things, and I don't, mm, 
Uh, and I'm just like, very good. But anyway, yeah, so uh, naturally we don't appreciate shit when we have it, when it's good. And only when we can't have it anymore do we learn to appreciate that. But I think the beauty of our 30s is that we start to kind of see um, uh, the first prelude. The first, this, is the, this is like the warning shot across the bow. Where it's like, hey, you're 30-something. You're not 50. You're not trying to like get a, get a IROC Z8 and like pull up in front of an open mic being like, yeah, I'm going to be a comedian now. This is the first warning that if you don't take care of shit that you care about, it will fall apart, deteriorate, and disappear. Whether it's your body, relationships, or your mental health. So, I guess the silver lining of me kind of facing... And if it's not clear, it's just like, I'm just like in a lot of physical pain. All my driving and depression has kind of taken a toll on my body. It's like I have like chronic neck pain and shit, which is not pleasant. And, you know, I go to physical therapy and it helps. But like, if my life is just sitting around beating off and like occasionally working, which is worked for whatever reason i've built my life in such a way that i have to work very little and i make a good amount of money doing that and then i don't have to deal with my problems i can just drink heavily by myself and you know beat off and call it a day uh that takes a toll on your body if you don't and i'm not i don't you know i guess i exercise i've had a little bit of sangria if this is all over the place um but what i'll try to keep this episode grounded in is this idea of comfort and familiarity versus chasing your dreams and if it's still possible to do that in your 30s uh of course it is but fuck is it harder you know like i used to just be able to hop on a plane and boom that's it and i've got loot and i've got money and i've got job you know work but it's like what kind of bed is on the other side of that airplane ride you know it's like i can't sleep on a shitty bed anymore the basic things like that'll fuck up my back and neck, and I'll be in pain. If I'm in pain, I'm not going to want to do anything, and I'll be in a foreign place. Man, this is all for a psychiatrist and a physical therapist, not you guys, but I do appreciate it. Um, but that said, is there something wrong with having found a place where you can kind of mitigate these problems that you have uh, physically and, and mentally at the cost of your goals and aspirations? That's the question that I posit to anyone listening. Where, yeah, I can stay where I am, and a lot of it's good. You know, a lot of it's familiar, a lot of it's comforting. But I know what I ultimately really need, need to be doing. Uh, but a caveat to that is, like, look, in the age of COVID, like, doing stand-up and being out in the world again, that reality is, look, D.L. Hughley, you know, took a spill in Nashville uh, in a club that didn't have anybody wearing masks and shit. And it's like, hey, maybe this universal slowdown needs to be in effect for a little bit longer and not just because of covid but in general you know it's like maybe we all just needed to maybe we all just need to take a break and let ourselves heal as a country as a 30 something year old as a viral infection that we don't have a cure for yet maybe there's something okay with just pausing and being like all right i'm gonna catch my breath i'm gonna go to physical therapy i'm gonna uh get a therapist that I can that I actually continually see. I'm going to take antidepressants or anti-anxiety. I'm going to do I'm going to get I'm going to do things that I need to do because if you don't, you're not going to be able to do that uh daring dream that we still have. You know, yes, it does get harder in your 30s to or in life and at, at, at any point. But it should because I think it's showing you what is important. You know, like you had the luxury of bullshit with bullshit people for too long. All the bullshit people that I hung out with in my 20s, 
that like if I saw them now, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? It's like bums, like legitimate bums uh, and slores of women that I'm like, why in the fuck was I chasing this fucking miserable, wretched woman when I could have been focusing on me and telling jokes and furthering my career? Uh, well, I did write a book about it, How to Manage Your Girlfriend's White Guilt. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. It's like I, I, that, that fire is still there, but it's just like the meat suit and the, and the brain pod are like, uh, please bring to service station. You know, I, I, I just, I know that there are things, this all sounds weird and cryptic, doesn't it, guys? I'm all right. I'm, I'm not, I'm, am I, sh- I just, I really fucked up my neck and shoulder and it does hurt. I'm being in chronic pain physically, uh, does no good for your mental state of being. Uh, but I've talked about physical therapists and all that shit in other class, other classes. <laughs> Welcome to my TED, TED Talk, Deval Culpepper. In 2020, I will teach you how not to destroy your body, mind, and wealth through your acute anxiety and depression. And do not let your family fuck that up for you for thinking you need to stick around and help them. Uh, it's so funny. I remember my, when I was a kid, this always stuck out to me, stood out to me, and I, I tried to avoid it. But of course, we manifest the things we uh, are imprinted upon as young people. My mom wanted to be an air traffic controller, I remember her telling me. But she didn't because she like would have to have left to go to school to do that. But she wanted to stick around and help her family. And I was like, I will never do that shit. I ain't sticking around to help these fucking idiots. But I ultimately did. I maybe did not end up helping them, but I felt this weird guilt to be around them. So thanks again, Mom, for fucking me up by imprinting your bullshit into my mind. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. The sangria's good! Um, Taking care of yourself versus chasing the dream. You know? I guess you can't enjoy the dream or do the dream if you're broken up guess if you gotta guess you gotta stay still i know there's something to be but you know and then there's this like you gotta run before you walk or you know you'll you gotta take a leap off the thing to get to the other side these are all uh, quotes of plato uh they're not so it's tough it's tough to know safety just means a lot when you get older comfort means a lot when you get older and it makes sense. I mean, I understand why my friends are getting married and have kids. Got to be nice to a certain degree to come home after a long fucking day just to know what you're coming home to to some degree. I never know what I'm coming home to. I never know where my home is. My home has been a fucking hotel or an Airbnb for the past five years. And while that had a lot of interesting moments and cute stories, I'm sick of being just caught in my own head. You know, driving fucking 12 hours at a time to go to some new city to get drunk by myself, talk to a few pretty girls, maybe get a number, maybe get a blowjob. Uh, consensually. That Crystalia shit is wild. Uh, this is why I don't trust people who don't drink. <laughs> Not that I have any. I, I hate talking about other comics. I mean, it's, it's like it is like a weird thin blue line kind of thing. Uh, let's let the justice system do its thing. But at the same, I mean, actually, I just give zero fucks about what Crystalia did or did not. Not in the sense that, like, if he was a scum, I mean, he he's a scumbag. But I also, like, I don't know him. And all I know is what Twitter told me. So if he did do that, fuck that guy. If he didn't do that, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, but that's LA, man. That's that LA power thing. 
And L.A. is the quintessential uh, embodiment of desperation in old age. And I understand it better now. And I think when I'm in my 20s, I never understood why people were so desperate there to fucking protect the status quo. Because I'd always be shitting on it. I'm like, fuck this city. Fuck this place. Everyone's fucking fake and phony. And, like, I guess maybe older people were just like, well, then why are you here? Then leave. And I was like, because, fuck, yeah, because fucking it'll change to suit me. But I understand now that, you know, real life things make that window of opportunity narrow. And when they do, you know, you want to protect it and uh, keep it as long as you can. If that makes sense. You know, it's like move to move to Wisconsin and like be the king of the comedy scene in Appleton, Wisconsin, you know, or go to go to Nashville and uh, which is a cool town. But do I want to meet new people? Fucking 34 when I get there, you know, be a 30. And it's again, I'm not like bemoaning or bemoaning the idea of like starting over, but it takes a lot out of you and you got to be in the right mindset to be able to do that. Uh, But again, all these things that I'm saying just make it seem like it's abundantly clear that I need to fix me before I go out trying to fix some future dream that I have. I don't know. I'm not even drunk. It's just that maybe the sangria. Where do we go, my love? Like, there's a girl that I, I see who, uh, who's probably listening to this right now, uh, and I care about her a lot, and I could see a future, but it's just like everything else about where I am sucks. You know, it's just like I live with a buddy of mine who's awesome, and like you know that's cool, but I have like three people that I can fucking talk to, you know, in my life here, like face to face. It's like my friendships and my connections are really limited where I am. Uh, and I'm used to being able just to kind of like go out and like be amongst all different types of people. And, and that sustains me. And even as I say that, that makes me realize why the fuck I'm so sad. <laughs> there we go. We talked it out. Which sucks. So it's just like where I am now is very comfortable and familiar, but it's not going to be able to sustain what is missing in my life, which is regular stand-up and a diverse group of friends. Uh, and again, like I have this, this isn't like fuck these people where I'm at. Not at all. I love these people who I'm I'm around right now, but it's just like a fucking like this podcast is probably the longest I've spoken today. You know, I, I don't like have that length conversations with anyone because I'm I've isolated myself because dealing with pain is difficult and rather than sort of reaching out to try to fix it, I go inward, which can be dark, and that's where you find the dark arts. Uh yeah. Hmm. Maybe this was more exciting when I was complaining about my dad, but I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, it's like I was gonna like Father's Day was yesterday. Or uh, Sunday, yesterday. And I didn't call him, didn't go down there. Because it's just, I have nothing to say. It's like, that's their life now. My mom wants to be with my father. Okay, I guess that makes sense for them. But it doesn't make sense for me. And I'm done forcing things into my life that I don't really feel like dealing with. Uh, that don't, don't enrich me. If the situation doesn't enrich me. I want nothing to do with it, which again answers another one of my many questions and, and uh, uh, 
the circumstances that I've been suggesting there. A girlfriend or like a quick lay, you know? How long does that last? Just fucking your way through life. I don't know. Uh, Because where I am is like a white purgatory. You know, it's just like people who all they care about is just the aesthetics of where they are. And and I'm living in the embodiment of people who have chosen comfort and familiarity rather than their dreams. And I think maybe that's why I feel this like static fucking dissonance uh, of where I am. But again, outside of like you know, my buddy Adam, my buddy Dan, it's like, you know, those, those are, those are dudes that are fucking, you know, lifelong friends, but it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with where I am geographically, where I have, what I have access to. But then it goes back to the COVID thing. And it's just like, is there anything even out there? Ah, boy. White women, white women view Black Lives Matter as an extension of gender equality, and that's a problem. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down, and uh, I'm not gonna lay down. I'm gonna watch Star Trek Enterprise, which I love. Man, I've been watching me some Star Trek Enterprise. Show does suck. The first season is. Just, I watch the pilot's awesome, but then everything after that's just like ugh. Yeah, this is why I need stand up. I need response. I can't just be in my own head. Trying to, because that's the thing on my own. I don't really give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Like my inner monologue is like a southern redneck who's like, well, that sounds good. Go do something about it. I need connection, and I think that is the truth that I actually just learned here. Hmm. And that's the other thing. That's like with this COVID shit where people can very be, be very blase about like, we need to shut down. We need to, we need to stay. We need to remain, uh, you know, socially distant. Some of us cannot survive socially distant. Now, some people want to make this about like, some people just don't want to wear a mask or they just want haircuts or they just want to go to Applebee's. Maybe. Maybe there are some people who just want the creature comforts of living in the first world. Now, there are other people, like myself, who live on the fringe of society, who don't have many meaningful personal connections in their lives, physical ones, face-to-face ones, people who don't have intact nuclear families that they can text or FaceTime or, you know, do fucking fun email chains with on a regular basis to feel connected to humanity. Not all of us have that. Some of us literally, literally, literally just have that bartender who's staying open till 4 a.m., even though you're the only patron there, and staying open, humoring, humoring your conversation, and giving you some form of human connection 
Because she knows that's all that you have. And you'll tip her well, and her time's not wasted. But some of us are going to die if we keep on like this. And not from COVID. Not from a virus, which I'm not understating the severity of. But some of us need human connection in order to live. And if you want to sit inside and fucking with your goddamn house you just bought and the wife that you kind of like with your telecommuting job and you just can't understand why some people can't just stay inside until the government tells us it's safe to go outside, well, must be nice. But you're killing a lot more people in a lot of other ways who depend on regular massages because they have chronic neck and back pain. And maybe that's the only physical connection they have with another human being. One they pay $110 for. Not me, because I only do the 30 minutes. That's about 45. <laughs> but seriously. Uh, yeah, you you got to let people. You can't, you can't for your own protection. Fine, it's about other people. I don't know. They stay home. This is the, the, I've seen, I now know, I mean, the media does a horrible job of, of, of illustrating why people believe the things that they do. It's the same thing with like, whether you're for Trump or against him. It's like, well, if you voted for Trump, you're a racist. If you didn't vote for Trump, you're not. It's like, well, <laughs> something probably tells me it's a little bit more involved than that. But sure, that's a good lowest common denominator. And the same thing with the with the masks and the shutdowns and the opening too soon, quote-unquote. Some people live with abusive husbands. Some people live with abusive wives. Some people live in family situations that are directly threatening to their lives. Some people have imprisoned fathers who are released early from prison that they frankly don't trust or get along with necessarily. Some people need to be able to go to a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning by themselves because if they don't, well, hey, that conversation with the 357 Magnum and the hollow point bullet might go a little shorter this time. I don't know. Consider it, guys. Not everybody has other people. Comfort versus ambition you gotta let people soar right you gotta let people soar I don't know I'm just trying to sound like fucking uh... <laughs> you gotta let people soar see alright I'm gonna do it three different actors saying that line you gotta let people soar no that's horrible you me together you gotta let people soar you gotta let people soar. Alright. Then we'll do John Malkovich. You have to let people soar. And I asked the question. You asked the question and I answered. You have to let people soar. Now, uh. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Alright. Uh, maybe I'm drunk now. Um. This maybe got a little dark. I hope you listened. I hope my voice sounded uh, uh, clear. Uh, that is good sangria. Goddamn.
Hey, this episode brought to you by Santa Fe, Uptown Kingston. Uh, they'll feed you sangria, and then shit will get real dark. All right, guys, this is Ouch My 30s. God, does it fucking hurt. Thanks for listening.